So, Adrian, now I have an Asian true crime story for you. So, we're starting a true crime series. We are starting a true crime series. And when I was talking to Adrian about this, we thought that a lot of the true crime is usually, you know, circumstances where it's a bit gory, but then it's also never about crimes that you hear from, like, the Asian community. So, crimes that you read specifically evolving, like, you know people of color involving people of color mm. and involving um you know people in it happens in canada yeah. or america you know things like that yeah. and what i find fascinating about these cases is a you don't really hear that much about it or you see it in the news and then it disappears it, disappears, it doesn't yeah. have like a long shelf life yeah. um and there's no discussion around it so i thought why Let's not discuss it, discuss it. Mm. okay First of all, we have the bank worker. So the bank worker is in Toronto and his name is Brian Shin. So Brian worked very hard Mm -hmm. um, in the financial institution. Uh, He did work experience at Deloitte. He lands a corporate job at a corporate recruiting firm. His boss even said that he was the best employee that he ever hired. So Mm -hmm. this was a quote, right? So this is a very, very capable young second generation yep. migrant kid. Parents are Korean and he's moved, you know, they've moved to Canada for a new life. Yep. Except the thing with Brian was he was leading a double life mm-hmm. as a drug kinpin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he was working nine to five, yes. would go to the bank, yep. put on a suit, be in charge of like hundreds of people yep. as the manager. And then nighttime, He'd be running this huge moonlight, running this huge drug syndicate, right? So the drug syndicate means that he handled about $1.8 million in cash and about 200 grams of... um, of marijuana, right? So this is when I was researching this, which was quite fascinating, that in the 80s, um, there were a lot of Asian criminals in Canada. Yeah. Did you know this? No. No, I had no idea. Is it... So they not so much now. Not so much. Okay. So in the eighties, no, I think there was a peak. Yeah. You know how like the mafia yeah. they had like the peak of like the five families yeah. infighting, it, it started the Godfather, yeah. a lot of this crime. So this is what's fascinating about this is that in the eighties there was a criminal underground in Canada and they were offshoots. So you know how bikey gangs have offshoots yeah. where you have different chapters, yeah. right? Like Hell's Angels yeah. will have a chapter in California. Yeah. There's a chapter yeah. in... Yeah. Yeah. It's like a franchise, yeah. right? This is an offshoot from where? So this is an offshoot from Chinese gangs. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Chinese gang 14K? No. So I've never either. Mm. So 14K and Sun Yi Ong. Okay. They're big. Yeah, so it culminated the, this, you know empires these criminal empires in the 80s it culminated in um in deaths so there were about 40 deaths odd murders like you know revenge killings all of this because of this um offshoot right and then they've sold heroin and cocaine okay yes so but this guy's in charge of marijuana so that's yeah just that's just to set the scene of like you know we're in the 80s in canada 
the Asians are like there's offshoots of Chinese gangs going yeah. on. So notoriously, I think Canada in Toronto specifically, um, they are known for marijuana because of like cultivating marijuana. Yeah. And I think there's a strain that's quite strong. Yeah. And then that's where Brian made his, made, his, yes. made his niche. Yes. Made his niche, right? So a bit of a backstory about Brian. So his older brother, Dale, he excelled at academics, okay. right? And then so Brian was always in his shadow. Yeah. He was always like wanting to be like Dale, but could never get there. Yeah. And this is such an Asian thing yeah. that they put this in the paper. Yeah. Was that... In year six, Dale had won a top academic award. Yeah. But then Brian also applied for the award and then he didn't get the award. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of setting the scene for Brian. Yeah. And like setting the scene up. He was always kind of in his parents' eyes. Yeah. The lesser of the brothers, right? Yeah. Even though he went to a, um, a major Toronto university, yeah. got a finance degree, and by all the sounds of it, seems to be doing really well doing really well mm. um so there was a mine i think in high school things got a bit rocky for brian so he started getting into gangster life yeah yes. the gangster life the g life yeah. yeah so he started getting into the gangster life started like drinking and hanging out associating with the wrong people and then there was a police um he got busted for mm-hmm. i think trying to sell marijuana mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so he did a little stint there. And then from the sounds of it, he had kind of a thing hanging over him where he was easy to recruit. Because, you know, overall, these gangs in Canada, they recruit people like Brian because not only can they speak the language, they can also converse in English. Yes. Right? So they're like... Bilinguals, yeah. Yeah, bilingual using the the bilingual things. Yeah. So it's quite interesting Brian's case because he worked alone. Yeah. He worked alone. He he kept all of this criminal enterprise syndicate to himself. Yeah. He didn't disclose anything. He kept two phones on him at all times and it got to the point where he was so successful that he and his girlfriend had a clothing store as a front. Wow. So his girlfriend being a Deloitte person working Yeah, yeah. Right? So he was making so much money. I guess he had yeah. to launder the money. Yeah. Um, and the girlfriend, you know, you'll say we'll put photos up. She's really attractive, yeah. super slim, loves to go to the gym, yeah. takes care of herself. If you look at Brian, he looks like a, you know, high achiever, yeah. you know, quite a good looking Korean, Canadian. Yeah. And then, yeah, he had this undercurrent um, and then had the clothing store as a front. Um, and I think like this kind of works to his ingenuity of being able to keep it all together right to have this kind of plot where he's working a corporate life then he then he masquerades and has this like double life of keep trying to keep it all together and not knowing when to stop and so this has been going on for half of his life so for like 10 plus years he's been like doing all of this And the reason why he got busted was slowly over time, he started to associate with other criminals that were known to police, right? Okay. So Brian had a clean rap sheet. Yeah. He was like clean besides that misdemeanor when he was Young. a teenager. Yeah. And then so he'd go to strip clubs to kind of spend the money yeah. and then kind of associating with kind of well-known people on the radar yeah. for the police. And that's how they caught him. So when he got caught, 
he was caught with heroin in his car. Okay. And then so he insisted that he never did any of that hard yeah. drugs. It yeah. was all clean. So his kind of rationale is, look, yes, I've admitted that there are some I've done wrong. Life, yeah. There's some, yeah, yeah, but it's not the heavier class, yeah. which means longer prison sentence and you know heavier hand dealt yeah. with. Yeah. And so that's kind of the... The life and times of Brian Sheen. So oh. he went to jail. Um, the police um, kind of got him on the charges, yeah. wanted to throw the heavier charge of heroin. But they said, um, he said he found a lawyer and the lawyer got him off. So yeah. it was only for marijuana that he went down. And then the saddest thing of it all was just the disappointment from his parents. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. of, you know, he always felt lesser than yeah. compared to his brother. And really, he wasn't. If he'd kept into that corporate life side of things, well, he was like the best employee that the boss of it has ever had. How do? Why do I have a feeling the brother is either a doctor or a lawyer? I know, which (laughs) makes it even worse. (laughs) So. Yeah. Isn't it like, it's just an amazing story because first of all, I think it's a story yeah. and, you know, I'd love to hear the comments that every everyone I feel like our listeners could relate to. Yeah. Where you... Well, I have a big brother. Yeah. Definitely. And then our gap is so... It's big. Big. Yeah. That there are so many times where, you know, I'm trying, or I think subconsciously mm. trying to compete. Ah, and, and even mom, if it's so big. Yeah, and my mom would always remind me. Like, no. You know, your time would always come yeah. because your brother is actually seven or eight years older. old yeah. than you. So that, of course, whatever he achieved is achieved, he achieved now. Really? Yours is seven or eight, eight Years ahead, like behind, yeah, behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. don't feel, so my mom keep reminding me, oh. don't feel the need to compete. Yes, yes, yes. Because you will be there. You just have far age gap oh, yeah, between yourself. Age, yeah. So I guess it's, you know, I owe it to my mum to always remind me like you don't need to compete. Yes, yes, yes. Especially yeah. that you're, you know, remind me that the age gap is yes. big. I'm sure there are a lot of parents that love to see the children compete for the best maybe. And, and for like their attention and their... Or, you know, they don't realise that Mm-mm. it's actually stressing the one of them. One uh, of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the opposite side if the younger one is mm. achieving everything and then yes. the older one would feel worse. Yes, yes. I think that's what's happening in the movie exactly, TV yeah, series yeah. Beef right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lit- have you watched it? No, my husband has. Yeah, and it's apparently it's really, really good. good. Yeah, but yeah. it's literally the older brother start hiding things uh, of the younger brother because the younger brother is achieving so much. Ah, so the reverse so is flipped. It's literally yeah. the reverse of that. Yes, so yes, yes. I'm sure if you all have siblings and you're in and the Asian community... Yes, uh, actually, but or even like in uh, any anywhere, community, any, any community. But I'm so surprised that even though you have such a big age gap between yeah. you and your brother, oh, that competitiveness 100%. still exists. And I remember like reading or hearing like um, a psychologist say that it's just sibling rivalry. Yeah. No matter what, it's innate in us. Like it goes back to like the prehistoric times of having to fend and fight yeah. for survival. Yeah, I think it doesn't even have to be sibling, like with. Everyone in your family, like cousins, like mm. you, know, you just feel like, oh you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, cousins, like the like yeah, with anyone. Yes. Uh, maybe that bit is more in the Asian community mm, because mm, your mm. family are like tight together. Super close, yeah, super close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel the need to do something um, to stand out or to like be like it's almost like, like it's yeah. almost like the Olympic Games, yeah. right? Where it's like each family has yeah. a representative, and that representative like will one up the other yeah, one, right? Yeah. Like, well, you're a doctor. Well, I'm a 
cardiologist. Yes. Well, I'm a cardiologist and I'm a content creator on the I'm side. And it's like, you're a content creator on the side. Well, yeah. I've got like, you know, so many properties. Yeah. Well, I've got this. Yeah, yeah, it's like never stops. Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. It like, it's, you know, and then I feel like even Brian's story, I feel like it's, it's good to talk about because it's, it's relatable in the sense that he, all he wanted probably was for his parents to, to acknowledge yeah. that he was worth something. Yeah. That even though academically he couldn't reach the heights of his brother, that he had a lot more to give. Yeah. And then ironically, he kind of did because yeah. he was living this double life quite successfully. Yeah. Not And like almost he didn't bring anyone in. Yeah. It was just him kind of... Working on his own, he's like a solopreneur. Because yeah, probably he didn't... subconsciously know that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah, but I know yeah. what he's doing is wrong. But yeah. what I'm saying is like he was still quite successful at it, but then yeah. had the courtesy almost yeah. not to bring in others. Yes, you know, like the switch to go. Okay, yes. even though what I'm doing is like no, 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 no. Yeah. But I suppose by doing those actions, eventually it will affect everyone, like it has. Yeah, in the story. He should have been smarter yeah. and not associate himself with anyone. Yes, started, yes, yes, that's right. That was his downfall. The best the downfall yeah, was he yeah. started associating with He's, the people. Yeah, with the people that are known to police. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you can't really keep that life. No. Yes, you're so true. Yeah, because mm. I guess like even in that life, there's like corporate structures and political issues yeah. and like it's like the wire. The wire came down to like who is closest because Stringer Bell, yeah. Idris Alba's character, was like the very um, calculated one. Yeah. Like would always see things like five moves ahead and he would never be associated with like the lower level. Yeah. yeah, but he had to because you eventually have to connect to others, right? Yeah. To keep the empire growing or at least sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's the life and times oh, of Brian Shin. Mm. Yeah, so we'd love to know what you think yeah. and like to comment about the story and yeah. whether like it's relatable about the sibling rivalry. Yeah. Everyone go. goes through it. All right. Thank you. Mm.